Hey, this is another episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. Insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I am Robert Carnes, and that's Mickey Millen. Hey, good to be here, Robert. Yeah. So what are we talking about today on the podcast, Mickey? Today we're talking about self-care and why it's important for marketers. And it's something that gets overlooked a lot. Just the whole idea of the grind, you have to work 100 hours a week. Things can go pretty bad if you try to do that. So why taking some time for self-care is important and some tips to maybe help you do that. So I guess we'll start with why. What are, what are some reasons why self-care is important for marketers? Yeah, I have three real reasons why I think this is worth considering and thinking about for anybody listening to this episode, especially because like you said, it, it does get overlooked so often. I think one, you do your best work when you're your best self, when you actually take care of yourself and spend time actually taking care of your mental health and your self-care, you're gonna just do better work. It's better to, to do 100% uh, quality work yeah, maybe 80 or 75% of the time rather than 50% of your <laughs> right. capacity work 100% of the time if you're you know, grinding yourself out like that. It's a good um, way to put it. Like yeah, that. yeah. And number two is just addressing that stress and anxiety and being aware of your, your self-state, right? Taking a pause every once in a while to assess where you are and, and say, hey, where am I? Am I at 50%? Am I at 100% or somewhere in between? Like just taking stock of all those kind of things and, and good self-care helps you uh, be aware of those things. So self-awareness is a huge piece of this. Uh, and then because number three, ultimately, you want to avoid burning out. You want to avoid getting to 0% where you really can't do good work at all. And you either have to like really be forced to take a pause or to quit your job or to do something like that. You never ideally want to get to that point. And burnout, unfortunately, is far too common in not just the marketing industry, but kind of our culture in general. And, you know, implementing good self-care barriers and boundaries really helps prevent you from getting to that point at all. Awesome. That's great. And it seems like with self-care, there's not like, here's the one magic bullet to fix it, but just a lot of little things you can do throughout your day, throughout your weeks to, to head in the right direction. So let's run through a few of those. What, what is your first tip you have for us here? Yeah. So simply doing things like taking a break during the day. I mean, those can be short micro breaks or those could be a little bit longer breaks where you're able to unplug for just 20 minutes is, is really, really helpful. I have a tool that I really like called Timeout that's on the Mac environment, the Apple computers. There's a similar one on Microsoft computers called WorkRave, but the whole purpose of these tools is to help you take breaks. They will actually pop up and freeze your computer for any preset time. So I can set it to say, hey, I wanna take a 30 second break every hour and I wanna take a 20 minute break every five hours or something like that. You can set those intervals and exactly what you want, but then a little thing will pop up in your screen and say, hey, you need to take a break. And here's a little timer showing how long you, how far <laughs> nice. you are in the break. But it really just, it's that little subtle reminder or maybe not so subtle reminder of like, hey, pause what you're doing and like get up from the computer because otherwise, you just find yourself sitting at the computer for hours and hours a day. Yep, for sure. So related to that is your next tip. Yeah, so set clear working hours. I think this is especially important as we experienced during the pandemic. It was one thing when people went into the office from a clear nine to five, you had like a commute where you'd be coming into the office and leaving the office and there was a clear connection and disconnection from the office. But as more and more of us are getting the opportunity to do remote work, which is awesome, the one downside of that is it blurs the line between our professional and our personal lives. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not careful, we end up working a lot more hours and we <laughs> end up checking email like at nighttime, which is 
also very true for us even if we work in an office. So really having clear startup routines when you're getting ready to, it's 8.30 and I'm ready to start working. Okay, here's the things that I'm gonna do to kind of engage into work mode at this time. And then, okay, it's five o'clock. All right, it's time to shut down. We don't have a work whistle anymore or a time <laughs> bell that rings. We're not punching a, a time clock anymore, but almost going through a rhythm, a routine of like, here's my wind down for the day now that I'm done really helps us get into a, a the right headspace and actually transition from professional to personal and vice versa. Yep. And I love those routines. I imagine part of that came to you from the full focus planner that both of us have used from yes. Michael Hyatt, where they literally have you write down what is your routine to start. When I get to the office, I want to do this, do this, do this. And when I'm done for the day, I want to do this, do, you know, have a very specific routine that at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure my email is caught up. I'm going to make sure my calendar for tomorrow is set. I'm going to just walk through these specific steps to, to end the day. And that can be fantastic. Yeah. And it can be difficult to implement that routine especially in the course of a busy day. But the, the longer you do it and the more you get into it, the more rote it becomes. And again, the easier it becomes to do things like plugging into work or disconnecting from work. Yep, for sure. So tip number three here is something I think we all love and we all want more of and we all tend to do a very poor job of, and that is to... Sleep. Yes, You need you to sleep. Um, again, this gets into almost more of the personal side of things, but it really does spill over into your professional life. If you're groggy and you're not fully focused when you get into work, you're not going to do your best work. And if you're chronically not sleeping, if you're only getting four or five hours a night on a regular basis, you're just probably not going to be a pleasant person to be around. <laughs> this is just something I've always made, tried to make a priority of my life, try to make sure that I have at least seven or eight hours of sleep every single night and make sure it's restful. Not an easy thing to always do, but just making sure you have the time set aside to be able to do that. Again, routine and rhythm really helps with this. When the sun goes down, you're winding yourself down too. And even one practical tip is not bring the phone or the laptop into your bed, mm -hmm. making sure that again, you have that physical distance because we so often tend to carry our cell phones with us into the bed and that that really messes up that routine and and shows us that oh the bed can be for work too but if we really distinguish and go no no here's a physical boundary my bed is for sleeping in it helps us get into that right mental space and helps us fall asleep better yep well said all right what do you got for tip number four here so again this is a probably a really um practical one but not eating lunch at your desk Again, whether that's your desk at the office or whether that's your desk at home, um, actually taking a time that lunch can be a really good intentional break, one of your longer breaks during the day to step away from your work, to decompress, to actually eat something healthy, mm -hmm. to consume food. Because again, just like sleep, we need food to function. Like that's our fuel to keep us going. And if we're hungry and if we're tired, again, we're gonna be upset or more irritable, less able to focus properly. So actually stepping aside, finding a separate place to go eat, eating a healthy meal. Sometimes it's okay to like listen to a podcast episode or watch a TV episode. Like that might be a good way to unwind, but even just like eating with somebody like a colleague or a family member, and getting a little bit of social time in there as well can really just be a good uh, boost of energy in the middle of your day. Awesome. And your next tip is another one. A lot, a lot of these tips I'm noticing are get away from your screen. But yeah, <laughs> yes. but that could be a good thing. So what, what is number five here? So taking a walk uh, is a really, really important one. And this is something, again, that has come from several books that I've read. Deep Work is one of them uh, that talks about really just the importance of walk 
walking, not only from a physical standpoint, it's a good way to get physical exercise, but it's also just a really nice mental one as well because it's it's a lot harder to be on your laptop if you're right. going outside and you're walking. <laughs> yep. uh, but actually exiting your home or exiting your office and going out into nature, getting a little bit of vitamin D from sunshine, getting breathing some fresh air and stretching your legs, all of those things combined to making just a regular habit of, of walking, even for like 20 or 30 minutes a day, it has so many really positive benefits again both from a physical standpoint from but also from a a mental standpoint and again if you're able to even walk with somebody i try to make it a habit of going for a short walk like with my wife after every day like that's part of my wind down routine mm -hmm. after work is us both disconnecting us taking time to talk about the day and recap how things are going and just walking around the neighborhood like it doesn't take all that long but it has a really again a multitude of different positive impact on us yep for sure that's an excellent one number six so finding ways to refuel, again, several of the things that I've mentioned like sleeping, eating, walking are, are good ways to refill your tank, but finding ways to do that even within your job. Like if there are, are certain tasks or certain responsibilities that you have within your job that just really grind you down, maybe you can't unload those responsibilities, but maybe you can take on other tasks or find other places that really rejuvenate you within your job. There's always those things that remind us of why the work we do, why we do the work we do and why that work is important. And those things, again, really just help you get more motivation and can help carry you through some more difficult times. It may also help you learn something new and get a, a new fresh perspective. Even things like going to a conference, reading a good book, listening to a good podcast like this one, watching <laughs> yeah. a TED talk, all of those kind of little things that you can, that aren't really necessarily all that difficult to insert into your rhythm or routine, but I think can be really, really good ones, again, to rejuvenate you and to fill you back up professionally. Awesome. Number seven here reminds me of sleep. This is another one of those things that everyone says, yes, I want to do that and I need to do it more and I do a very poor job of it, and that is... <laughs> Taking a vacation. There's all sorts of studies and statistics that show that Americans especially, but professional people in general, just don't use our paid time off, which is crazy mm -hmm. to me. I, yep. I love and appreciate my paid time off, and I <laughs> right. go on vacation, and I disconnect and plug and unplug and enjoy myself. I, like I, I've earned that time, and I think all of us understand that, but there's still just that thing in the back of our minds of like, oh, but work is still there calling for. So it's not an easy thing to do, but it's a really important thing to do. Again, because we can take those micro breaks throughout our day, but unless we take a big macro break at some point in our, you know, in our year, again, we're gonna lead to more burnout. So having a time where you can either take a long week to take a, a day off or to take even a week vacation and to travel somewhere, again, I know not everybody's able to do that even from like a financial standpoint, but finding ways to actually take and enjoy your paid time off and your vacation time is just so crucial to just helping you be a good and productive human being. Awesome. Well said. So for number eight, I get back from vacation. I have a lot of work in front of me, so I'm going to multitask and do 17 things at once to try to catch up, right? No, <laughs> no. Obviously, you set that one up. But yeah, that is not a good idea. Just because multitasking, well, first of all, multitasking is a myth. We can't mm -hmm. actually multitask and do multiple things at once, even if we think and convince ourselves that we can. Really what we're doing is rapidly shifting between a bunch of different tasks all at once, and that really corrodes and devolves 
the quality of work we're doing on all of our tasks. Um, again, we've talked about deep work on a couple of different episodes of our podcast of the importance of really being able to focus in and do uh, effective work over a long period of time. And maybe you're not able, again, if you're coming back from vacation, you've got 50 emails or 100 <laughs> emails sitting in your inbox. Like, yeah, you need to work your way through those, but slow yourself down, take your time. I've actually even seen people who have left their vacation responder on like an extra day <laughs> when they get back to even say like, hey, I'm returning from vacation. I'm responding to all these emails. Like, give me a little bit of space. So it's as hard as it is to do, build yourself in a little bit of margin to be able to work through all those things a little bit more slowly. And if you're able to focus intentionally on one thing at a time, even if it's just one email at a time, that's gonna just help improve the quality of your work. Focus is a muscle. It's something that you build over time. It's a habit that you're able to get into. And if you try to constantly multitask and try to constantly be doing seven different things at once, you're never really gonna be able to sit down and focus and do important work because you're, you're so used to having all of those other distractions and bells and whistles going off while you're working. Yep, awesome, I love that one. Number nine. So actually looking at the space that you work in. Um, again, whether that is, that is your office and you have a dedicated desk at like a separate place from your home, or if that is your, your kitchen table at home, if you're doing remote work, like having a specific place where you're working that, that helps build those barriers so that, hey, when I'm in this space, I am working. And when I leave it, I'm not working. That helps, but also making sure that that area is like clutter-free and conducive to your, you actually being a productive worker, having things like maybe some snacks nearby so that you can refuel along the way or a bottle of water to make sure that you're, you're hydrated and making sure that you have, again, you don't have a cluttered desk that's constantly distracting you and, and pulling your attention away from those things that you're trying to focus on. Just making sure to be aware and conscious of this, the physical space that you're working in, because if you're not, it's still gonna impact you and it's still gonna call on your attention, but you may not be able to address it because you're not aware of all of those things that are surrounding you. One thing I noticed you, you've done here is you have a standing desk here at the yes. office, that, a motorized one that can go up and down, and I have similar at home. I, actually, at home I have a sitting desk and a separate standing desk that just stays up, but certainly you can do the ones that go up and down. That can be just a good, good change of pace and yeah, a more comfortable environment to not be sitting all day or not be standing all day either. That's not gonna help either. Right, so. right. And yeah, not everybody is going to be able to buy or afford a standing desk or a sit-to-stand desk, one of those ones that move both up and down. They're worth considering. I really like them. I've had them for several years just because it really does help me. So I'm not sitting in the same place. I can move up or down. Like about every hour, I'll change positions. And that, that just helps me from getting stagnant. I'm also just, if I sit in a chair for too long, my, my knees get a little cramped. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of, you know, it just it just hurts a little bit. So just moving around a little bit, and I usually do those during my micro breaks. I'll get up and walk around a little bit and then I'll move my desk into a standing position yep. and I'll work from that. And then the next break, okay, I'll go walk around again and then move it back down into a sitting position so that I'm not I'm not sore or anything like that. So just even those, those variations in your rhythm and your routine can really help you just be, again, more aware of what you're doing and keep you from losing track of time. Cool, so we've had nine great tips so far. So what is number 10? This can really be the undercurrent for everything else we're doing, but people, making sure that you're connecting with people and building relationships is, is super important for your mental health and even just for your business in general. Again, regularly texting and calling with friends and coworkers. If you're a remote worker and you're working by yourself at a, in a home, it, that's even more important so you don't feel so isolated. Obviously, lots of businesses have things like internal emails or you know chat applications like Slack. So having those opportunities to connect with coworkers and, and you just have fun. Like we have a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes inappropriate things that 
that we say on our <laughs> Slack channels at Green Melon. Yeah. But it just it helps us to get to know one another better. And it helps our collaboration and our work together just be more meaningful. I think one other final tip on on this, this people topic that I'll touch on is maybe even consider getting like a business coach or a mentor, an intentional relationship um, that you have with somebody where you're pouring into them uh, or being poured into by like a mentor, somebody who's going to check up on you and who's going to hold you accountable, somebody who you can bounce new ideas off of. Who's You can obviously do that with coworkers or friends and family, but sometimes having an objective person who still cares about you, but doesn't have a personal connection necessarily with you just helps them be a little bit more objective and helps you share those ideas and those troubles that you're, you know, I'm having issues with my boss or with this coworker, or should I apply to another job or something like that? They're just a really good resource to, again, be another person in your life who's really helping you keep that self-awareness up. Gotcha. Love it. So we'll have these listed in our show notes on the site, uh, but just to quickly recap the top 10 here you had, uh, take breaks during the day, set clear working hours, get enough sleep, don't eat at your desk, take a walk, find ways to refuel, take your vacation time, don't multitask, take a close look at your work environment, and connect with people. So those are some great tips that we all should be following. Again, individually, they're all pretty easy to do. It's just a matter of trying to do as many as you can because the stacking effect really adds up on that. Yeah, so absolutely. And, and you're never going to be able to do all of these right. simultaneously. But taking one or two from this list just to get started and make a little bit of progress on there and then maybe add another one to your list. Uh, again, the, the goal is not to continue to overwhelm you with things, it's to give you a couple valves to release some of the pressure and the tension that builds up naturally on each one of us. Yep, love it. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast, brought to you by Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. To help your business keep up with the latest digital marketing trends, check us out at greenmelon.com. You can also find show notes and more episodes at abrighterweb.com.